Alrighty, how are we all? You probably noticed a few things if you're watching the video version, maybe even if you're watching the audio version, rather listening to the audio version. Let's clear the air. It's me, M. Swizzle, your host of, of the podcast, the best Nintendo news podcast. Gotta put that out there. Maybe the... No, there's a few other news ones. Yeah, no, I'm not the only one, but just the best ones. Riding solo, just just bringing you all the news, every bit of the news. We go into depth. We talk about the the big news, the big boy news. A lot of news today. A lot of headlines. So that means a lot of small news. We also have the full-on Mario movie review. We will get to that shortly, and by shortly, I mean maybe in like 40 minutes. We'll see. Anyways. You might notice I have a new microphone. That is cool. I figured if we're doing a podcast and we're doing camera, you know, camera stuff almost every day for shorts and for the podcast and for other videos, I thought, yeah, we should probably reinvest back into equipment. And my microphone was always, it was always pretty good. It wasn't like bad per se, but why not upgrade, you know? Just why not? So if you're watching the video version, I put my little blathers keychain onto my boom arm here. Look at him. Ah, I love that little addition. I just put, guys, if you have a boom arm at home uh, for your podcast, or for your microphone rather, sorry. If you have a, a arm for the microphone, please put some sort of keychain on there. It just... It makes it so much better. So do that. Otherwise, a lot of headlines, a lot of things to discuss, including, once again, the Mario movie. For now, though, we're in the intro. So to clear up how this podcast will work, you guys know if you've been watching for a while, I record all of the podcast episodes on a Tuesday. Today is Tuesday, April 4th as of recording, and that would mean that the Mario movie comes out tomorrow, April 5th. That is when this video will will release, the April 5th, on the day of the Mario movie. And so what's going to happen is I'm going to go through today's news. We're doing the intro now, and we'll do the reading headline segment as well, where you have a lot... I mean, guys, this reading headline segment might be like... I don't know. It's it's very hard to predict because I'm not sure how fast I'll go through things. If I had to predict, and this could be awfully wrong, if I had to predict, maybe 40 minutes, which is long. But I don't mind it because like we're obviously a Nintendo news podcast, so we're gonna take long and we're gonna go into into depth. But if you're on Spotify, you know any of the platforms actually, there are chapters. So if you're on Spotify and Apple, there should be notes like a description kind of. That'll have all of the timestamps in it, so feel free to go to whatever you want, whether it be the Mario movie, whether it be a certain headline that seems interesting, you know, whatever that that might be. On YouTube, if you're on a supported device, uh, most TVs have it. The only device that I can think of that I don't believe supports chapters is the actual Nintendo Switch. Unless, you know, if it does, then great, but I don't believe it does, so keep that in mind. Otherwise, if if you're on a good computer, cell phone, You should be able to see all the chapters when you scroll across the video. So you have that. Go to whichever part you want, whether it be the movie, you know, whatever. Whatever the heck, right? So I'm excited. A lot of headlines. Should be a long one. Other than that, apart from we introduced the new microphone. Wait, hold on. I didn't explain how this would work. So how it'll work is we'll do the headlines. And then I'm going to cut right there. 
and then I'll come back on the podcast tomorrow after watching the movie, give a spoiler-free review and a spoiler review. So part of this will will be cut. It'll be different, different clothes, different day. So that's how that that'll work. You know, it's a great Wednesday, and I am excited. So with that being said, in terms of normal intro stuff, I guys, so. If you listen to the intros, which a lot of you actually listen to the intro, last episode I went on for a while and I said, guys, if you all are still listening to the intro, please comment something. And a lot of you did. And I was very, very happy about that. A lot of you commented and I tried to heart all the ones that I could if somebody else commented in like the past two days. I didn't see it yet. So apart from that, thank you all for actually listening to the intros. I I don't mind if people like want to go to a certain point as well because you know I do that as well when I, when I watch podcasts but you know you kind of extra appreciate those who will listen to you talk about absolutely nothing for a few minutes you know so I do enjoy that so anyways for those who listen to the intros you know I've been playing a game called Lil Gator Game I said that would be the next game to complete from my backlog. And what did I do, guys? I beat the game because it was only three hours, if that. I don't even think I took that long. I, t- I, I, I took two hours. I, t- I took two hours to beat the game. It wasn't long. You, you go around, find 35 friends or something. You gather them all, you gather them all up, and you basically have them all come to a playground. You beat, the, you beat the game. That's pretty much it. Now, there is some stuff to do after you beat the game. Am I interested? Not really, because I'm trying to beat all the games in my backlog, so why would I want to go and do more unless I really, really enjoyed the game? Otherwise, I'm moving on. Now, with that, my next game in the backlog. So, this is a hard one, because I like to play my Switch most of the time downstairs in my living room. Not even on the TV, not even on there, because I feel like when I'm in my room, you know, I can't talk to anybody. I'm not being with anybody. I'm just alone, which is nice sometimes. I do play in my room sometimes, but I'll normally play in the living room. So I kind of have dedicated a living room game and a kind of alone game, like a game that I can play in the other room on my Wii U, on my Wii, you know, whatever, or a game that I can play in this room where I'm alone. You know, I'm like... I don't like to be in my room too much, though I kind of have to because that's where I do my YouTube stuff. Um, So when I am in here, the next game to tackle that I have never beat but have played through and I know so much about it, but I've never actually beat the game yet, Super Mario Galaxy. I know, I know, I didn't beat the game yet. Guys, I've played a lot of it. I know a lot about it. I'm going to be beating it on the Switch, so, so I'm starting from square one. I'm restarting the game right from the beginning. So I'm playing that next. And then I'm going to play. There's I have a different room in the house. I'm going to play Paper Mario Color Splash on the Wii U as well. So Mario Galaxy is my like living room game. And then Color Splash is my game room game. So we have that. We have that, if that makes any sense. Something else I forgot to introduce. And I didn't want to introduce in the beginning because... It doesn't apply. It only applies to video-only listeners. Video-only, uh, audio-only people, I'm so sorry, but, like, we kind of have to make the video version cool as well to encourage you to watch on the official YouTube channel. 
Uh, so I'll make it quick because not everyone can notice this. If you are watching the video version, I have a second angle camera. So this is my old webcam that you're seeing right now. I used to use it for all my streams. Let me actually verify that it's, you know, recording. Okay, it is. Hello there. It's me. It's not like as high of a quality as camera. Uh, it's not as high of quality. How do you how do you say that? It's not as good of a camera as the one I'm looking at now is. But it's a camera. It works. It's definitely definitely there. And I thought it would be nice for like kind of just switching between the two. And keeping you interested because you can kind of see a bit more of my desk that way. And you can just see a different angle of me while I am speaking to the main camera. Either way, it's a pretty cool addition. I needed some kind of second angle camera. I've always just used the one main camera. I never actually had a second angle camera. So just be aware when I'm talking, it might switch to that camera just for fun and to make it more interesting. With that out of the way. We're on the podcast. You know what it is. It's a Nintendo news podcast. How could I go without talking about Nintendo news? We have a lengthy reading headline segment. I think you want to get into it. I think I want to get into it. Let's go ahead. Let's do it. All righty. Reading headlines. You know, I told you this would be a little bit longer than it might normally be. So, a few changes to the reading headline segment. So for those who do not know, the reading headline segment is basically where we go over news that we cannot talk about for very long, but it is news either way. So I'm going to be saying the date where the, the date which the news broke on. So for example, I'm starting out with March 29th. We have some news from that day. Then I'll go to March 30th news, then March 31st news all the way until April 5th. So I can't actually do April 5th news because I'm recording on, on April 4th, but the biggest topic on April 5th is the Mario movie. So, beginning with March 29th, first headline. So, the eShop closed not, not very long before that. Nintendo, what actually ended up happening was they disabled the ability to redeem download codes on the eShop about an hour and a half before the eShop actually closed, which was not planned and was not announced. So that was pretty unfair to anybody who had bought a download code last minute. So what Nintendo went and, done, went and did is they re-enabled the ability to redeem download codes until April 2nd, which is, which is gone now. But I thought it was very nice of them because honestly, when something like that happens, Nintendo is probably not the company company that I would bet on to have great, I guess, consumer service. Like they, they wouldn't, you wouldn't expect them to actually re-enable that ability. Like, yeah, it's unfair, but Nintendo doesn't really care that rhymes. I mean, you know, it's unexpected, but hopefully whoever had a download code was, was able to redeem it, thankfully. And what, what was actually kind of funny was after the eShop closed, and this was a thing, random developers, no, no like heavy hitters, but some smaller developers were actually giving out free codes. Like the developer for, or, you know, one of the head guys at the development studio for Silver, oh gosh, Sil Silver Falls, Gaiden, Deathly Delusion Destroyers, what a long name. That is the last game that came out on the eShop, and the head developer for that game was actually giving out free download codes. I believe he said it was over a thousand, which is insane. And um, 
seems like a very, very nice guy. So yeah, there were free download codes given out. Now, not every single developer gave out a thousand, but you know, some were given out here and there and happy to those who got their hands on some codes or just redeemed their own code that they bought and wasn't able to redeem. So kudos next. I'm not going to pretend like I know much about this, but uh, also on March 29th, the Pokemon anime called the Arceus Chronicles is now available for purchase on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, maybe even more. There's a lot of platforms that it could be on, but with that, the anime is now available for purchase. I'm not going to discuss much about it because I am a Pokemon fan. But it, like, I couldn't tell you the ins and the outs, and, you know, I haven't bought it yet, so, you know, but that is out there for those who do care. Next, March 30th, what happened on this great day? Well, we had the Mario Movie Hot Sauce revealed to us. Guys, there is a company that makes hot sauce. Why does my neck always get red when I talk? I have no clue. There is a company that makes hot sauce called Truff. Um, they, I've never tried their hot sauce, but I hear it's pretty good. They are coming out with a promotion for the Mario movie with three different hot sauces, one that has Mario on it, one that has Toad on it, and one that has Peach on it, and this entire bundle will cost $70, which is actually about the same price as it would be to buy all three of those individually from that same company. So, if you're a fan of Truff Hot Sauce or you want to try it, by all means, it comes out today, actually. Uh, as the podcast comes out, so you, I doubt it's sold out, but go ahead and check on the website if you want to see if you can get some. Never tried it, but I hear it's good. Next, March 30th. Oh boy, big news, big news, guys. <sighs> big news. E3. Last episode, we were talking about how this will probably be canceled. Well, our dreams came true. E3 2023 has been officially canceled. It's canceled. Now, here's the thing. We expected this ever since uh, Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft all said that they were not going. We expected this. But does that mean E3 is dead forever? Because, like, if those three big companies and more are not going this year, it's like, what are the chances of them going next year and the year after that? Like, they can all run their own presentations, and that's what they, they have been doing ever since the pandemic hit and E3 was not a thing. So they should likely just stay on the route that they're on, which would then kill E3 and it wouldn't be a thing ever again. I don't know, but just... Don't be surprised if E3 never comes back. Regardless, it is canceled. Boo-hoo. I'm actually going through these headlines a bit faster than I thought I would. Maybe the, maybe this won't be a 40-minute segment. All right. Next, March 31st, there was an interview conducted by Rebecca Valentine from IGN. We all love IGN. With the director of the Kirby series, his name, Shinya Kumazaki. Gotta love him. And I won't go through every single word spoken for the sake of your time, but I will tell you the biggest and most meaningful quotes from the actual interview itself. Now, during the interview, what was said was, quote, how Laboratory's goal is to provide a new gameplay experience. The, the developers won't just remake Kirby games for the sake of it. 
only if there's something new they can add. And so we saw a perfect example of that in Kirby's Return to the Dreamland Deluxe. They added the Magalore epilogue. And so they don't want to just remake games because you can remake games. I think that's pretty big. And they always want to, quote, provide a new gameplay experience. Are you teasing at something there? Or, you know, what, what are you talking about? New gameplay experience. I'm waiting for the next Kirby game, right? I'm waiting for it. Hopefully there's some new gameplay experience. He also said 2D games. 3D games, or even, quote, something completely different are all within scope for how laboratory, Laboratory's future. By the way, how Laboratory is who makes the Kirby games. So, something completely different other than 2D and 3D. What else is there? Like a, like a Kirby pinball game? Like, what else can you make if not 2D, 3 you know, whatever. The, the, one of the head developers, the director, says... Something new could be coming. Guys, I'm excited now. He's getting me excited. Something new is something new is on the horizon. He he also said, you might have experienced if you oh sorry. You might have experienced it if you played Forgotten Land. In that it's not quite open world. It's really a 3D game that really utilizes, kind of inherits the playfulness and the ease of play of 2D Kirby games. And that's a unique 3D experience that we want to provide. And so what we what we want to do moving forward is continue to provide that unique 3D experience and not necessarily be caught within the boundaries of exi- of existing genres. Could that be a hint of what's coming next? This guy sounds like something is coming soon. Very, very soon. He sounds like he knows a bit too much. Unique 3D experience, something, you know, new gameplay, maybe not even 2D or 3D, like... He sounds like he knows something. Either way, I did want to share that because that is uh, big news. No, I mean, sorry, it's not big news, but it's like big, it's big quotes from a big man uh, in terms of role-wise, you know. So, director of Kirby speaks out and now has us all excited just for no Kirby game to be revealed in the next year. So, you know, do with that what you will, but don't take those quotes crazy seriously. Next, for our LeChonk, LeChonk Pokemon fans, LeChonk, guys, we love this guy. We love LeChonk, right? Well, for our fans in New York City, the big NYC, or even close to there, say that you're in, you know, Connecticut or something, make sure to stop by the Nintendo NYC store to get a code for a flying Terra-type LeChonk to use in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet from March 31st to April 15th, while supplies last. So, uh, that that promotion did just start five days ago. I wouldn't expect it to be gone already. So, if you're around there, maybe give a call first. See if they still have some. I don't know. But I don't think they'd be gone. Either way, go and grab your LeChonk. Bam. So, get your LeChonk. Next, we have... A Splatoon 3 update. So over the over the weekend, I believe it was, Splatoon 3 was updated to version 3.1.0. And guys, with Splatoon updates, like we can't tell you every single thing because I was going through these patch notes to try to tell you what changed. And literally all that changed are, there are some big things, but other than that, it's just like, how much damage something does, and it increases by like one or two points. Uh, how much XP 
you get from winning a game increased by like 10 points. Like nothing really, you won't notice any of this, right? So I've carved out the biggest patch notes, which are not very many things, but I've taken the biggest changes and are gonna, I'm gonna explain them to you here. So one big change for Splatfest points. Adjustments to the halftime report should make it feel less like the winning team has already been decided. So at halftime, you shouldn't really know who won. It shouldn't be very obvious. That's nice. It should always keep you on your toes. Then, for Salmon Run, the changes should ensure that lag will be minimal no matter which system is the host. It's possible that selection of the host system for wireless play in any or all modes may change either by adding a feature or improving communication efficiency. Therefore, we are taking steps to minimize lag, regardless of which system is the host. So if we're playing Salmon Run and my Wi-Fi is horrible and yours is like really nice, that won't matter even if I'm the host. It'll, it'll just minimize lag either way. Whoever is the host, your, your Wi-Fi does not really matter. I mean, maybe it does for your experience, but... It won't lag you out if you have amazing Wi-Fi. So, great improvement. And then, finally, the other big patch note that I, that I took from this. We plan on releasing the next update at the end of the current season. It will focus primarily on balance adjustments and adding features for the new season starting in June. Starting in June is the next Splatoon 3 season. Look forward to that. If you want to see all the patch notes, the link will be in the description. It'll be in the TMM32 sources link. Go over there and then you can see all the sources and then click on whichever one you want. So do that. It'll take you to a paste bin and there are all the links there. So Splatoon update. Guys, give me some kind of motivation to actually get back into the game. I feel like it's, 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 it's been forever. Next, a Mario Kart Tour update has been added. Wow, guys. Mario Kart Tour, the game that you might not even be playing anymore. It got an update. How how insane is that, right? So, Mario Kart Tour is about four years old. A little bit older than Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And this thing is still getting updates left and right and up and down. I mean, come on, you know? So, they added a few things. They added, one, the Yoshi's Island track, along with Poochie as a raceable, drivable driver character, from Yoshi's Wooly World, he is a driver, he or she, he, she, I don't know. Uh, Poochie is a driver. I think that Poochie is probably one of the best drivers that you could actually add to that game. Poochie is so cute. I'm going to actually use Poochie next time I play Mario Kart Tour. I do play it a little bit, not very much. Like, I... I play it more than more than Splatoon 3, put it that way. But I don't play often. So I'm gonna try to use Poochie next. If you decide to use your me as a as a character that you drive with, you would know that you can add a suit on your me, similar to how Mario Kart 8 Deluxe actually works. You can add a suit on your me. The suit that has been added to the game is the piranha plant themed suit. So once again, if you're if you're racing as your me. You can look like a piranha plant, start chomping at people, and, you know, look pretty swagger. So, go ahead and do that, get the update, and have fun. Next, as for April 2nd news, there was not really any news on, on April 1st, because one, April Fool's Day, I'm kidding, that, that has really no effect on it. 
but April Fool's Day was the thing, so it's not like Nintendo would really announce much because it'll be taken as a joke. So that happened, so we fast forward to April 2nd. This is where Pokemon fans, it was not a good day for you. Not a fun day for Pokemon fans. So, Niantic, who creates Pokemon Go, is changing how the raids in the game are going to work. I'll leave the full patch notes in the description, but similar to the Splatoon update, I'm not going to go through all of them because they're very small, some of them. So I'll take the biggest ones, which are the most upsetting ones, and it will let you know what they are. So here's the thing. Guys, raids are changing. And by raids are changing, they're, they mostly want, want your money. That's, that's what's changing. So you have to buy remote raid passes, and here are the price changes. The price of the remote raid pass three pack will increase from 300 to 525 Poke coins. So they're already upcharging. Next, the price of single remote raid passes will increase from 100 to 195 coins. Well, that doesn't sound like a big difference, but ain't nobody happy about about, about paying more money. I mean, come, come on, you know. And then as for the other patch notes about that, trainers will be able to participate in a maximum of five re remote raids per day. The maximum may change and increase for special events. And then trainers who participate in five-star raids in person will earn more candy XL than before. So you are getting more candy. Uh, the amount of raids might increase for special events. You can do five raids a day. Uh, in terms of remote raids. And I don't play a whole lot of Pokemon Go, but I can tell you just seeing prices go up is never a good sign. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter very unhappy about that. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Pokemon Goers. I guess you can look at it on the bright side and just be like pretty thankful that... I was going to say that they haven't doubled doubled the uh, price, but they they actually almost did. Uh, be thankful that it could be a lot worse. It could be a lot worse. Maybe that there's maybe there's no raids. Maybe they charge you three times as much. You know, it's it's a bit more money. I get that or coins, which I think you pay for, right? Um, yeah. I mean, unfortunate. It's not fun and it's never a good thing. But they they gotta maximize the earnings and the uh, really just do what's best for Niantic. So. It just has to be done. But hopefully you trainers are strong and you and your, you and your Pokemon can take the hit of prices going up. So you have that. Then we can fast forward to April 3rd because that was the only thing that really happened on April 2nd. April 3rd, my gosh, there's a lot of news. And this next one is a mouthful, but it's also probably the most interesting one. So Nintendo and a company called DNA have begun a joint venture company, which they had announced in the late... No, it was just November of 2022. They announced this was happening. They're, they have a joint company. Now, there's not an enormous amount of details about this, but in short, to, to make it simple, because I was lost when reading, reading the whole thing. They have a joint company called Nintendo Systems. The official quote they have put out is... The company will work on development and operation of systems related 
to the digital part of Nintendo's business and planning development and operation of new services, which will likely include your Nintendo account. Now, this company, DNA, has worked with Nintendo ever since 2015 to create mobile games for them. They've helped them create the mobile games like Mario Kart Tour, Miitomo, I think every single one, actually. And they've also helped a lot in terms of Nintendo accounts and Nintendo account features. They've helped a lot in terms of that. So now they've got a joint company. It's really hard to navigate, mainly because, one, we don't know a whole lot of what they're going to do. We just read that, that the quote, but it just doesn't really tell us what they're going to be doing. My guess would, would be that they're going to work on mobile games a lot because that is what DNA has been doing for Nintendo for a while. And if they ever do work work on you know some kind of game, you will hear it here first or you know maybe second or third. I don't know. But they they've been knowing each other, seeing each other for a while now. I'm kidding. It's not it's not it's not like that, but they've been working since 2015 together to create their mobile games. And that's what I would expect them to be working on. They could introduce some brand new services is what they have mentioned. Um, yeah, we'll see. But regardless, there is a joint venture company between those two companies, Nintendo and DNA, called Nintendo Systems. I tried to read into it. It's difficult. I'll leave the official website, though, in the description and the sources link if you want to check it out even further. That's a rough one to navigate. I don't know, and no one knows, but that's happening. Go and check it out. Interesting, and I am wanting to see what they'll do next. So, hard to navigate, but moving on. So, if you have not yet pre-ordered your copy of The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom releasing on May 12th, 2023, well, guys, Best Buy might have you covered. So, what I did, if you want to know what I did, and not to like show off, I just like, you know, someone might be interested, you know, what did you do? How did you pre-order it? What I did was I pre-ordered the collector's edition from Best Buy. That, that's what I've done. But if you do not want to buy the collector edition, I understand that. It's a little pricey. You might not want everything in there. Understandable. So what you could do is pre-order the normal game from Best Buy, which will then come with a Fancy, a snazzy art print, which is essentially the cover art with a border around it and the game logo. It does look pretty nice for being free with your pre-order. Um, so how could you really complain? You kind of can't. It's a free art print. GameStop is giving you a wooden plaque in competition. So it's really up to you where you want to pre-order from. But I mean, that art print does look pretty nice. You know, whatever you, you you choose, there's no wrong option, I'd say. But Best Buy has got you covered with a new pre-order bonus. Walmart, I believe, has yet to announce anything. So as of now, I wouldn't order it from Walmart. Best Buy, Best Buy, GameStop, or if you're going to do it digital, then kudos. But one of those stores, one of those stores, I wonder... Not to get too greedy, <laughs> but if I pre-order the collector's edition, I don't get an art print, do I? Because like it, it, you know, it's not pre-ordering the the game itself. Probably not. But also, that might be like a fifty-fifty. Actually, I don't know if you get the art print with the collector edition. 
I'm hoping so, because that would be a cool bonus, but I don't want to get too greedy. Well, no, it's not being greedy if, I, if, 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 if I'm paying for the for the pricier one. I'm I'm paying more. So that isn't greedy. I don't know. I don't really care either way. Give it to a child that really wants it. I don't need it. Next, uh, our friends in Europe, specifically the European Economic Area, the UK, and Switzerland. Guys, it's been six years ever since the Nintendo Switch released. About maybe five years, five and a half, since Joy-Con Drift has been discovered. And only a couple years since Nintendo has admitted that. Well, you know what this means. Europe, if your Joy-Cons are ultra messed up, you can now get your Joy-Cons repaired for free by Nintendo. If you're in the European Economic Area, the UK, and Switzerland, or or one of those, not all of them, one of those, you can get your Joy-Cons repaired for free by Nintendo. So, the process is very simple. You go and search up on Google. I would link one. I would link you the the website, but I it, that's kind of hard. So go on Google. Nintendo Joy-Con repair should pop up now. Uh, you can fill out all the details. What color is your Joy-Con? You know, serial. You know, all this, all of that. Shipping label. Send it off. They'll repair it. Now, disclaimer: Do not, by all means, do not send any special edition Joy-Cons. Do not send your Animal Crossing Joy-Cons. Do not send your Splatoon 3 Joy-Cons. Do not send your Pokemon Scarlet and Violet Joy-Cons. Do not send any Special Edition. Now, by Special Edition, I mean Special Edition. By Special Edition, I mean Joy-Cons that only come with the console. Therefore, if you have orange and purple Joy-Cons, if you have pink and green Joy-Cons, if you have gray Joy-Cons, if you have red and blue joy those are fine. Those are fine. But when it comes to game-specific Special Joy-Cons, don't be sending those. You will not get that back. You will not, a lot of the time, get that back. Maybe if you're so lucky and someone else also sent theirs, maybe you'll get their repair Joy-Con back. But you will not get your special edition Joy-Con back. Beware. With that, I hope that your Joy-Con gets repaired and you can get back to playing your Switch. And sorry to those who just got rid of theirs like they were trash. You can get them repaired for free now. Even if yours does not even turn on, I believe they still repair them for free. So, Joy-Cons are never trash. Next, April 4th news, which is today as of recording. We cannot go any further than that because I cannot predict the future. It is April 4th. Uh, let's let's show April 4th. If the camera... The camera! Focus! It did for a second. There we go. Come on. Turn on! Yeah, April 4th, 12.03. So... Oh, now my phone's playing music. Turn it off, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. All right, nice. So, April 4th, we got an announcement last night. Well, you can call it April 3rd, just because it, that's when it did happen. But for April 3rd news, I guess that counts. April 3rd, Pokemon Stadium for the N64 has been announced to release on April 12th on Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack. So, for those who are looking forward to that game, April 12th is your date, which is next Wednesday, exactly one week from when the podcast releases. So do with that what you will. Upgrade to the Expansion Pack, play your Pokemon Stadium, and have a jolly old time. That releases. They showed off a whole trailer. It looks pretty good. 
I myself will not be buying it or playing it rather. I do not have the expansion pack. I don't think it's worth it in my opinion. But up to you if you already have it. Kudos. That's pretty cool. Other than that, it is time to get to the Mario movie review. How long was this segment? Okay, it wasn't 40 minutes. It was like 25. All right, nice. So wasn't as long as I thought it might be. I believe that was actually shorter than a lot of my reading headline segments recently. Or maybe not. Maybe, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. We'll see. So next, we have the Mario movie review. That is going to be... My dad's calling me. That is going to be the um, spoiler-free review and the spoiler review. So... I will make it very, very clear at the beginning of each segment what is spoiler and what is spoiler-free. This next segment, next segment right now, is going to be the spoiler-free segment. So if you want, if you, if you want no spoilers, keep on watching. This is the spoiler-free part. All I'm going to talk about are: Did I like the movie? Did I like the voices of the characters, or were they annoying? Could a non-Nintendo fan enjoy this? Like, I've written questions to discuss. I've not seen it yet as you're hearing my my, my voice, but we're going to discuss it. We're not going to talk about any kind of plot. We're not, we're, not, we're, not, we're not discussing any kind of secrets or any of that. Mario Movie, spoiler-free review. Here we go. I'll see you tomorrow. Hello there. Welcome to the non-spoiler section of the Mario movie review, okay? I went and watched this today. Right now, it's 5 p.m. I've been making content for it all day, and if you saw my reviews from, from earlier, I'll explain those and how this will be different. So, I put out two reviews, one spoiler, one spoiler free, and that's what this podcast is as well. We're talking about the movie, spoiler and non-spoiler. Now you're thinking, what's the day? I'm watching the same content, right? So no, we're going to have a lengthy conversation about what was cool, what was not for the spoiler part. And then we, and then during the non-spoiler part, which you're now in, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss, should you see it, would I recommend it? And we're not going to spoil it for you, and we're going to answer a bunch of questions and discuss it in length, unlike the reviews I put up on my channel. Now, spoiler-free, I won't tell you anything that could spoil the movie. All right, so, in my review video, I asked myself a few questions. I asked myself things like, did it meet my ex my expectations? Could non-Nintendo fans watch this? Things like that. And so, if you want to see that review... Watch it after this podcast. I will go into depth, depth though. So today I went to the theater, 12 p.m. With, with my family. Didn't really know what to expect, right? I didn't know what to expect in the movie, but I was shivering in excitement. And this is the difference between the podcast and the video review. I'm taking you through everything. and It doesn't have to be so choppy and choppy and straight to the point, you know? So I'm sitting down. I have my medium-sized popcorn and I am so anxious for this movie to actually begin. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Am I going to hate it? Will all of the reviews that have come out be correct? Are people not going to like it? Because if I don't like it and I have to come on here and say that I don't like it, that's going to be a very, very sad moment. Guys, this movie was really good. Like, it's hard to not call it 
one of my favorite movies of all time already. Because one, I don't like a whole lot of movies. Two, it's an it's a Nintendo movie. Um, so that's a pretty big reason why. Three, I've been looking forward to it forever. I have the whole merchandise now. It was great. I love this. I have the gear, and I was so excited. So it takes 25 minutes for the movie to actually begin, right? 25 minutes. Do you know how long that is? Like, you're sitting there with your popcorn, trying not to eat it because you don't want it to all be gone before the movie actually starts. You're trying not to eat your popcorn, and the movie is not starting. 25 minutes of, of, of ads from random kids' movies, Spider-Man, which was cool, and, you know, whatever the heck else they wanted to actually throw at you. They showed everything under the sun except for the Mario movie. And you know when those lights go out above, at least in my theater, they have, like, lights kind of on. When those go out, oh, it's starting. Oh, the movie is starting. So it's going to be hard because I can't tell you anything about the movie. What I can tell you is should you see it 100%. I recommend that you go see the Mario movie. Now, is that 100% you will like it? No. If you're a Nintendo fan, you likely will find some joy in it. There are a lot of references to Nintendo. I won't say what any of them are because I want you to see them on your own. But there are a lot of references, so for those who are Nintendo fans, that is going to make it a lot more enjoyable for you. And, like, just when you see something in the movie that you can, like, pick up on and read it and, like, you know, you kind of register in your head, like, oh, that's that, you know? It just makes it so much better. So, I I mean, you can't really, like, prepare for it. Like, I can't tell you what's going to be in the movie, so I'm not... You can't prepare for a reference. You just kind of have to know it. But if you're a pretty big Nintendo fan or a little over an average Nintendo fan, you will pick up on most of the references. Yeah, you shouldn't miss too many. But I mean, either way, like there's a lot. So you will at least pick up on something. Now, for the non-Nintendo fans, like the parents out there, the grandparents, or if you just don't know a whole lot about Nintendo... You will still enjoy the movie. You're you're going to find some kind of fun in it. Like, it's not going to be you not knowing anything about it. Like, it's Mario, it's Luigi, and it's a whole movie. It's an hour and a half. So, it's not like you're not going to get anything. The movie has a story to it that can be picked up by anybody. And it's just like, kind of go into it with the mindset of like, it's just a random movie. If it, that is if you do not know about Nintendo, because if you don't know about Nintendo, it's going to be harder to enjoy, but it's possible. Go into there with the mindset like, okay, I have no clue. What, I have no clue what the story is. I have no clue what will be in here. But if you do that, you will enjoy it because, it, as I said, it has a story. It has a story. So it's like any other movie. It's just we like Nintendo, so we're going to enjoy it more because we know Nintendo and we know all the references. So... If you don't know much about Mario, no worries at all. You're you're gonna you're gonna enjoy it. Now, I do want to actually address some of the ratings that have come out. Like, okay, I saw that it was rated pretty poorly on sites like Metacritic. I think it's sitting sitting at like a 46 or something. So I want to say this because this is not spoiling it; just telling you the ratings that are available publicly. If we go to Metacritic Metacritic.com. It's sitting at a 48 out of 100 right now. 
as of right now, April 5th, it's sitting at 48. Do not be scared of these reviews. I don't think it was anywhere near a 48, and a lot of the people that I'm seeing come out are actually giving it great reviews, and that 48 score are from news outlets and reputable sites, not the fans themselves. The fans themselves overall on Metacritic have given this an 8.4 out of 10 which is really, really good. And that's about the, the, the score that I gave it. I gave it a, a 7.8, which is essentially an 8 out of 10. So really, the users like it. The outlets don't. Don't let any of these bad reviews influence you from seeing the movie. It's not actually that bad. I do not know why the review score is seriously that low. I don't know. A lot of people don't like it. But at the same time, there aren't very, very many uh, like outlet reviews, and they're pretty mixed. So a 48 out of 100 is not how I would describe the Mario Bros. movie. If I gave it a 7.8, I would have given it a 78. So that's where I would put it. So 30 points lower than what I would rate the movie. And not to say that my rating means everything. I'm just giving you my experience. So in short... Do not listen to the bad reviews. They don't really mean anything. And uh, don't let that judge how you judge the movie. Or don't let it alter you, rather. So, with that, go see the movie. It is in theaters. There's not much that I can tell you that I didn't say in my video. And there's not much that I can tell you that I uh, can tell you at all. Because it would spoil the movie. But for those who did not watch the, the video, I'm not going to make you watch it. But I'm going to restate some of the things that I said. So I'm going to quickly go through seven questions that I asked myself in that movie and answer them on the podcast right now. I'm not going to make you watch that whole video, but here's what I said in it, basically. So did it meet my expectations? 100% yes, and it surpassed them. Two, could non-Nintendo fans watch this? We answered that yes. Three, is it mainly made for kids? A little bit, but anybody can enjoy it. Four. Was the movie length good? It went by quick because I was enjoying it too much, but overall, an hour and a half is good. Five, did they show too much in the trailers? My thought was yes. I said in my review, around like every six or eight minutes, you would hear a line or see some footage that was shown in a trailer. Therefore, you could kind of predict what was going to come next. Six, did I like the characters' voices or should they have been different? I thought most of them were spot on. I won't tell you what was not spot on, but a lot of them fit the characters in the role perfectly. And the last question, what would I rate it out of 10? I said 7.8, 78 out of 100, or 7.8 out of 10. Use that as you will. But those are the seven questions that I answered in the video that I made earlier. And I, you know, and I answered them on the podcast. So with that, go and see the Mario movie. That is the no-spoiler segment done. I can't say too much, and it can't be too long, because I don't want to ruin your experience. So go and do that. Go and watch it. And then after you watch it, come and watch the spoiler the spoiler review, which comes up next on the podcast. And I also made a video spoiling the whole movie and reviewing it. Now, I, I don't mean to spoil you know, the whole thing, but you kind of have to to discuss it. So with that... That's the no spoiler part. Let's get to the full-on spoiler section of the podcast. Alrighty, my spoiler friends. So 
you all must have either A, watched the movie, or two, just like to hear about what actually happened. And I don't blame either of you because I'm kind of both. Like, I didn't want any spoiler going into the Mario movie. But for any, like, video games, I love spoilers. Like, give me it all. I, you know, for most things. Maybe not Animal Crossing, but, like, for Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, give me it all. I don't care. But, you know, with that, Mario movie. This is kind of like a one-on-one a -on -one discussion. So... I made a video earlier, as I've been mentioning, about my review. It was basically a not a full-on spoiler review about the movie, and you might wonder what is different here. We're, we're going to have a full-on, in-depth, crazy, detailed conversation about the movie, as far as I can remember. So let me actually pull up, guys. I literally took notes during the movie. This is how much I needed to remember what was happening, because I'm the kind of guy... That's going to forget a lot of it. So, we start off the movie. Bowser and a bunch of penguins. That was shown in the trailer, but I didn't really think that was going to be right at the beginning. I didn't know when that would be shown in the movie, but I didn't think it would be at the beginning. So, you have that. Next thing you know, there, there's a shot of Mario and Luigi in their house. Their family is making fun of them. Uh, saying that the that their plumbing commercial is not very good. And I'm not going to tell you everything that happened in the movie, but I'm going through and giving my thoughts on each part, which was very, very rude. It wasn't. Come on. We get a Mario mom and dad and family reveal, and, and they're just criticizing. G guys, uh, so rude. Anyways, <laughs> Mario movie. They didn't like Mario and, and, and Luigi for the whole plumbing thing. And so they, they do that. Then they have to go... And actually, hold on, I have this backwards. They were at Punch-Out Pizzeria, and they ran into Foreman Spike. Let me back up a little bit. They ran into Foreman Spike, and Foreman Spike was doubting their business. And I actually like Foreman Spike's voice. He was voiced by Sebastian Maniscalco. I think that is the perfect voice for Foreman Spike. Foreman Spike was a character in one of the old Nintendo games called Wrecking Crew, so he made a comeback. He's not really been in many games ever since then. Uh, he, he was in like NES Remix and stuff, but that's about it. And so he made an, an appearance. He doubted Mario and Luigi's business. Then they get a call. They go <laughs> to a family's house and they meet a dog named Francis. Guys, this guy is ruthless. He is ruthless. I mean, j <sighs> he messed up the whole job. He messed up the job. He messed up the Mario and, and Luigi plumbing job. And so water's going everywhere. They're, they're, they're blocking every single hole. And I mean, man. Francis, you messed up. And so they finish this. House is done. They they leave. Then they're at home with their mom and dad and, and everybody. And this was one of my favorite scenes. Like, we don't ever get to see Mario and Luigi at home or what their family looks like. They look a lot like them. They all look like each other. So, that was cool to see. Beyond that, it's really hard to remember what actually is... Because I don't remember the entire movie. But the next thing I really remember is Mario is coming out of a pipe, lands in Mushroom Kingdom, he finds Toad... And that part we saw in the trailer. Like, as soon as Mario came out of the pipe and landed in Mushroom Kingdom, 
I recognized it from the trailer that was shown off where, where we saw that, that, that same scene and Toto was like, do not touch, touch that mushroom. You'll die. You know, that same scene was shown. And that's one of the parts that I can really recognize from the trailer, which is kind of why, like, I probably shouldn't have watched all the trailers just, just because you can kind of predict things really, really easily. So we saw that. And meanwhile, Luigi is at Bowser's castle or in that land, fighting off crime, fighting dry dry bones. It, it's just terrible. But they're in Mushroom Kingdom. They're on their way to find Princess Peach. They find her. And, guys, the, the voice for Princess Peach, I'm not sure about. I think it's pretty good. And this is no disrespect to the, to the voice actor. I don't know. It sounded... Maybe it wasn't the voice actor's fault, but some of Peach's lines were kind of like... Not necessarily cringy, maybe maybe a little bit. She was like, "There's a whole universe out there." Like it's just, oh my god, it was kind of cringy to me. I don't know, it's kind it was kind of cringy to me. Uh, just some of it, not all of it, but some of it uh, was a little bit cringy. Uh, kind of sent like a tingle down my spine. I was like, ugh, you know. Maybe I'm just like not with that kind of stuff, but it was just a little bit ugh to me. And so, uh, next thing you know. They're with Donkey Kong. I want to. I want to kind of get through this so, so, so then we can talk about my thoughts afterwards. Uh, they're with Donkey Kong. Uh, him and Mario actually ended up fighting. Mario's getting beat up. Gets a power up. Comes back. Gets the cat power up. Beats up Donkey Kong. He wins. Uh, he, he wins the fight. And so now Donkey Kong is hanging out with them. How do you fight someone and then become friends immediately after? I mean, I guess you kind of see it happen sometimes, but, like, not very often. So, that happens, and now they're all trying to go get Luigi and save Luigi and beat up Bowser. Long story short, very long story short, they do go and fight Bowser. Bowser gets put in a jar. Luigi is saved. That's the end of that. I don't want to go through the entire movie because, one, somebody who hasn't watched the movie might even be listening li- listening to the podcast so I don't want to like spoil everything for you but uh, that is essentially how things went and that is essentially the story now what did I think of the movie in terms of all the references like I thought that was truly truly golden like the references for me were what really made the movie the movie and it's kind of what made me want to go and rewatch the movie for a second time. Well, rewatch it for a first time. Watch it for a second time. So, I do want to go and rewatch it potentially like towards the end of it being in theaters. So, I'll probably do that. But like the GameCube ringtone on Luigi's phone, you had Mario playing Kid Icarus. You had the Rainbow Road. There was something else that I thought of, but can't remember. You have, not totally a reference, but you had Donkey Kong saying, it's on like Donkey Kong, which which I love that. And so you had a whole lot of references, which for a big Nintendo fan, and for one that knows their references, which not everyone does, and that's totally fine. For one that knows their references, it made the movie a lot more enjoyable rather than if they didn't do any kind of reference at all like the Punch-Out Pizzeria, all this kind of stuff, uh, it does make it a lot better. It it lets you enjoy it a little bit more. So thank you to Nintendo and Illumination for all these great references, even like a bunch of things on the wall, like in the Punch-Out 
Pizzeria place, which I'm not sure, was that the official name, Punch-Out Pizzeria? It was a Punch-Out Pizza place. And um, there was a bunch of art on the wall from Punch-Out. And I hope that means that we'll get another Punch-Out game. <sighs> Probably not. Maybe that's their way of saying, like, hey, the game's dead, but here's a pizzeria. Like, you know, maybe that's their their, their way of saying farewell to Punch-Out by making a pizzeria for it. But regardless, I do hope there's some hope for Punch-Out. I hope there's hope. Put it that way. Regardless, or not regardless, I keep saying regardless. Past that, we saw Pauline. Now, we saw Pauline in a poster, I believe, for the, for the Mario movie, leading up to the actual, you know, day of the release. And we didn't know what exactly Pauline would be doing. Now, if I can identify her correctly, and no one called me out and said that I was wrong, so I assume that I'm right. Pauline was a news reporter when the entire city of Brooklyn flooded, which is where Mario and Luigi reside. Brooklyn, and the whole city was flooding. And Pauline was a news reporter, and unless I missed her in a, in a different scene, that was pretty much it. She reported on the live news, and there goes Pauline. So, you have that, Pauline. There you go. She made her cameo. That's about it. Yoshi's also made a cameo, uh, but there was no real appearance from the green Yoshi himself. You saw a bunch of Yoshis running, but, you know, you didn't get the actual green boy. No one was riding on Yoshis. Nobody was talking to Yoshis. Now, I'll get to the post credit scene in a few minutes, but there was that, and then as... As far as music goes, there were a lot of Mario tracks that were re redone, remade, re remade probably uh, in the movie, and they sounded more like movie songs that way. And so I could easily pick up on all of the songs that were played. The weird thing is I had a hard time identifying what song was what. Like I didn't really know. I had zero idea what was what. Uh, just because I'm watching a movie, like I can't like think so fast, like, like I'm 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 hearing like do 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 like, and then in in my head I'm like, gosh, what song is that? What where's that from? It's obviously Mario, but like, where is that? What game is that from? So I couldn't think half the time, uh, probably because I was just so amazed with how good the the the, the movie was. So yeah, it was kind of hard to figure out what the songs were, but either way, uh, I did enjoy them. Now. In terms of like real songs, like real, you know, published songs, my mom, my dad thought it was cool how they used 80s music. And I think the reason why they did that, because you have like three 80s songs in there, if not more. And um, I believe the biggest reason why they, why they did that, and it's smart because you have people in there of all generations, people who have played Mario growing up back in the NES era, or people who have just started playing Mario Odyssey two weeks ago. Like, you have people in there from all walks of Nintendo. And to to throw something in there for the older generation, or more so maybe the parents who were alive during during that time and heard those songs, that's like a little nice Easter egg for them. Because if I'm sitting in a movie 20 years from now with my, with my son, and it's like some new video game that I've never heard of, or it's, you know, whatever he's into... And they play songs from, like, my era. I'm going to be so excited. Like, yeah, that's something for me. Because I don't know what the heck else is going on. So, that's something for me. 
And so that would make it cool for me. That's kind of what, what, what they did for the parents. And of course, other people know, know that song. So that, you know, would make it enjoyable for everybody. But that is a cool little Easter egg for them. So well, well done to Illumination for throwing that in there. Awesome sauce. They use the whole Shrek song and everything. Uh, what's it called? I Need a Hero? Man. And then one more thing before the post-credit scenes. Oh, my gosh. Whoever at Nintendo or Illumination pitched the idea of Bowser playing a piano, please, I want your autograph. Jeez, that was the best idea they could have ever come up with ever. I was so close to bursting out in total laughter when Bowser was playing the piano. Just singing about Peach and then in the, in the post-credit scene, singing about all the characters. Like, bro, whoever did that, gold star to you. Because, man, that was one of the better parts. So, Bowser's playing, playing the piano. He's inside of a jar. This is the post credit scene. So, for those who have not seen the movie, props to you for even watching the whole spoiler part. Uh, I might not want to do that, but, you know, props to you. There are two post credit scenes. So, there will be one credit roll with all of the big names like Chris Pratt, like uh, Charlie Day, Jack Black, all those names. And then there's one scene of Bowser playing the piano, like we mentioned. He's singing about all the characters. He's in a jar, which they put him in at the end of the movie. And then you have Toad walking in and telling him telling him to, to, to stop playing the piano. Who even gave him a piano? And who even made the piano that small? I don't know. But there was the first post credit scene. And then the second one, which was after... So people who work on the movie, obviously, you have to credit every single one of them. Or at least most or the ones that put in the most work. So there's a black screen... And all the random names that you've never seen before in your life, unless they're your family member, are scrolling through. They're all scrolling. And then whew, there's a post-credit scene that really, honestly, I won't... I want to use this word lightly. It essentially confirms that there's a sequel to the movie coming as... You see a Yoshi egg at the end that is cracked, and then you hear Yoshi, you know, Yoshi's voice. I can't do his voice, but essentially, Yoshi was teased at the end. Now, if it was for a video game, I don't think they would, you know, out of all the games that, that they could that, that they could push, they would probably want to push a Mario game, not a Yoshi game at the end. And two, apart from that one scene, Yoshi was not in the movie, so... Like Mario Galaxy 1, he wasn't really in there. Mario Galaxy 2, he's there. You know? So, he's always in the sequels. Yoshi is not going to be in the first movie, in the original movie, or the original game, if you're talking about Mario Galaxy. He always appears in the second one. So, that essentially confirms a Mario movie, Mario movie sequel. Now, the thing is, if the Mario movie didn't do well, which I believe it's doing amazing, <clears throat> would they still make a sequel? I feel like they probably would. Probably. I don't know. Maybe if it... It depends how bad it did or how good it did. You know, it depends. But I'm looking forward to it. There's basically going to be a sequel. Like, it's pretty much confirmed. So, look out for that in the next... I give them... 
maybe two years to announce it, three years to, uh, to announce it, five or four to be done. So take your time with that one because it needs to be just as good as the, as the original. But yeah, those are my thoughts on the Mario movie. It's hard to remember every single second of, a, of an hour and 30 minute movie. Could be worse. It could be worse if the movie was even longer. But I hope that all the content today has been enjoyable about the Mario movie. Even if you, even if you have seen my spoiler review and you just watched all this and you've not seen my no spoiler review either, right before this segment, or you saw my, or you you haven't seen my spoiler no spoiler video review, I would go watch both of those. It's still great content on the Mario movie. And those are my thoughts on the movie. After that, apart from streams, you probably won't hear too many of my thoughts again because we just covered it all on so many different videos, so many different times today, podcast and two videos. So you can ask me questions on Discord. You can ask me questions on live streams and then I can give my thoughts. But otherwise, I don't know if there's much of a reason to even cover the Mario movie anymore. I don't know, man. There's not much of a reason. Because there's not really going to be any news. Maybe once we get like a final number, like a sales number, then for sure. But it's a sad day for the Mario Matter podcast because there's not going to be a whole lot more Mario movie news. Or maybe there will be. Maybe they're going to introduce some some new shirts, some new toys or something. You know, I don't know. But it's not like we've been talking about it much in the past week anyway. Or the past, uh, sorry, past month anyway. Just that it's coming up. But with that, let's go ahead. We did not forget about your favorite segment of the week, the answerings of your questions. We didn't forget. Y'all must have forgot. Let's go. Alrighty, guys. No one forgot. You must have forgot. Answering your questions. We always do this at the end of the podcast. You guys ask me questions on Discord. I go through and answer them. And so... If you, if you want to ask me a question, you go to Discord. Then you go to Ask M Swizzle. Sorry, you go to my Discord in the description. Then you go to Ask M Swizzle. Then you ask me anything you want that we feel comfortable answering. So, the first question, we scroll up here. From Pogger. Have you ever played a Kingdom Hearts game? Let me put it over here. Have you ever played a Kingdom Hearts game? If you like Disney, these games are great. I have touched one, but I've never beat one. I played Kingdom Hearts 3 something? 5? I have no clue. It was it was on the PS4. I do not recall what it is. I still have it, and I do want to beat it at some point. Next, Ike Tellius Fan asks, What's your favorite Fire Emblem game, FE game? And if so... Who's your favorite character or Fire Emblem character? So, bad news. I've never played a Fire Emblem game in my life. Is that is that like a common thing amongst Nintendo fans? Because I've never ever played one. I've never touched one. I don't know anything about it. Should I start playing one? I don't know. It never seemed like my kind of game when it would pop up in uh, directs. It never seemed like my game to play. So I've never actually touched one. If I should get into it, though, please let me know. Although I cannot answer that because uh, I've, I've, never, I've never played. Next, Shapito asks, what's your favorite Nintendo era, 80s to now? So between, obviously, those are the main game eras. 
from then to now, my favorite era, I know what it is, but I want to make sure. Yeah, yeah. Is the 3DS and Wii U era. So the 3DS came out 2011. 2011 to 2017. That is my favorite Nintendo era. Mainly because that's the era in which I was still growing up. So a lot of times the era in which you grew up in. And grew up as in like from age 5 to 12 or so. Is normally the era that you like the most. And who knows, maybe after the Switch era is long gone, I will look back and be like, dang, maybe that was the best one. I can't tell while I'm in the era if it's a good era. But as of right now, I don't totally like the Switch era because it it is missing a whole lot of things from the Wii U and 3DS era, like the music, personality, all that. So my favorite era is the 3DS and Wii U era. I don't know if any other ones will top it. Next, Flame Asteroid Queen asks a few questions, so I'm going to read them all at once. And by few, I mean like six. So, and, and which, is, which is totally fine. I say ask as many as you want, but uh, I'm going to read them all, all at once and then answer them all. I mean, sorry, read them all, answer them. You know, we're not going to go to somebody else and then read their question and then, and then go back. You know, here we go. Do you think the 3DS Badge Arcade should be ported to the Switch? 100%. The Switch menu is so empty. That would be amazing. I would love that port, especially because it just got shut down on the on the 3DS. So Switch version is needed. Next, same same user. Do you think the Switch should have a background customization like the 3DS and music app, music for the apps or for the background like the 3DS? 100%. It needs some kind of themes and background music. And I think that Nintendo actually had good intentions on doing that but didn't want to lower performance and wanted to maximize it in loading up games and booting up the console. Because when you boot up the console, it's very, very quick, you know, when it's just, when, when it's from sleep mode to on. And so I think they wanted things to be as fast and as snappy as possible, which is, albeit nice and, you know, efficient. The thing is, it's not fun. Like, you want to get off the whole menu as soon as possible, at least for me. I don't like it because there's not a whole lot of personality. No reason to hang out there. Like, you see so many comments on... If you search up, like, Wii Menu Theme 10 Hours, you'll see so many comments like, this is so nostalgic, so nostalgic, so so great. My childhood. These songs and these little features make consoles. They make consoles. So when you don't have any of that on the Switch, it breaks consoles. It broke the Switch. It's not going to be nostalgic in very many ways. The only things that, that could be that could be nostalgic... Are the games like Animal Crossing New Horizons, Mario Odyssey, Super Smash Ultimate. You know, the games might be nostalgic. The console won't, unfortunately, unless they add something that is worth remembering. Also, do you think this, the Switch needs Mi Plaza or other 3DS or DS apps? For sure. Like, especially DS apps. Well, really both. For 3DS, Street Pass isn't really all I need. AR games would be cool as well for that extra personality. In terms of DS games, I mean, there's not much that the, three, that the DS has that the 3DS doesn't. But I would like just some random apps for, like, $1.99. Like, there used to be, like, an Animal Crossing-style clock for the DS. Like, that's so cool. Just a random clock, you know? Things like that. A little DSiWare would be awesome. And that Animal Crossing clock that I speak of was actually on the 3DS. It was ported over. So to not have it on Switch, it's just sad, man. Even if it was like an, an improved version, I would like that too. Same user, 
also asks, do you think we need the Everybody Votes channel on the Switch and we also need something something that's like Miiverse or they can bring back Miiverse to the Switch and we need Discord? So uh, Everybody Votes channel, all, that, all, all the old stuff we need. Everybody Votes, Miiverse, and Discord. Discord, I don't know. I think it would... I think what they, what should happen is Nintendo should just have their own voice chat platform. Uh, I guess that Discord could also work. It could work. Discord, I wouldn't hate it. Like, I wouldn't, like, push against it. But I think if Nintendo made their own voice chat system, that would work as well. So, yes, everybody, yes, everybody votes. Yes, Miiverse. And yes, Discord. Same user. Do you think we need Discord on the, on the Nintendo Switch? And do you think we need Miiverse? Uh, I think we already answered that. Miiverse, yes. Discord, yes. Have you ever homebrewed on your Wii? Uh, I have. My Wii is homebrewed. My Wii U is homebrewed. I have two. Uh, that one is homebrewed. The one in the other room is not. So one homebrewed Wii, one homebrewed Wii U, one homebrewed 3DS, and that's it. No homebrewed Switch, no homebrewed DS. That's about it. Um, so the reason why I even mentioned that I've homebrewed things, guys, like a lot of YouTubers don't say that and don't do it because they're afraid of not being able to collaborate with, with Nintendo. And I totally, I totally 110% get where you're, you know, I totally understand where that comes from. I totally, I get that. For me though, I have zero intention on ever working with Nintendo. I don't want to have to feel like I can't say certain things about them. I don't want to have to feel like I, I can't, you know, give my honest thoughts or I have to like make my, 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 my review so good. Like, for me, I just want to say whatever I want. And they're not, I'm not saying that they limit you on what you can say, but you generally want to make it a nice positive review. If I don't like a game, I'm telling you. And maybe that's not how it works. Maybe maybe they, they, they do let you say bad things, but I just don't want any part. So I will admit, I have, I have modded consoles and nothing bad can happen because you see people make modding to modding tutorials on YouTube. So for me, just saying that I modded the console, no piracy, just themes and backup save data, I think that's generally fine. So, yes, that's why I even admit that I've modded consoles. Next, Shapito asks, asks, what is your favorite movie or video game soundtrack? That's funny because the, the whole Mario movie. Favorite movie is, what was my answer? I've answered this before, like on an episode, like 10 episodes ago. Favorite movie. You know, a few come to mind. I don't know if they're my favorites. I really love the Lego movie. That one gave me a whole lot of nostalgia back in the day. I like that one. I like Big Hero 6. They're like kids' movies because I don't watch a whole lot of movies nowadays, especially like mature ones. So, those two. I want to watch some some Rocky movies. I just haven't really like found a time. Not I have time, but I haven't like found a moment where I'm like, all right, sit down, a few hours, you know, one, one, two hours, let's watch the movie. Like I've never really done that. So uh, it's hard to say. Um, I like documentaries more because it's like, you know, real stuff. Like it really means something. I've watched a few. I watched one on Michael Bisbing. I watched one on Conor McGregor, who are two UFC fighters. Uh, Bisbing is, is retired, but uh, I watched those two documentaries. I'm a documentary guy. Uh, I can't pick a favorite movie, but those are four that I named. Four good ones. And then Rocky, I, I want to watch. And then 
favorite video game soundtrack, favorite soundtrack from a video game is going to be Animal Crossing New Leaf. That's my favorite game of all time, in part because of the soundtrack. It's so good, so peaceful. You can't get much better. The New Horizons one kind of disappointed me just because it's a, it's, it's, it's a big step away, but it's still good either way. Like, it's, it's still pretty good. Next, CS asks, about a year ago, my baby brother took, took, my, took my 3DS and he snapped it in half. Should I buy my, my brother's 2DS XL for $25 considering I already sold all my 3DS games and would need to buy them again. Yeah, tough one. Um, twenty-five. Okay, okay, well, first things first. Go ahead and buy that because if you, worst case, do not want it. I mean, sorry, to your brother, but you know, hustler life. Go ahead and, re- and list it on eBay. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, if I wouldn't do that to your brother, um, I would buy that though, because like. Although it's your brother, if he wants to offer that to you, 25 bucks is, 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 is a steal. So I would say buy that. And considering that you sold your 3DS games, I don't think will be a big deal because, yeah, that does suck. You can rebuy the games uh, if you're going to have the 3DS. Just make sure not to buy them. This is hard to do. This is very, very hard to do. It depends how you sold them. If you took it to GameStop, uh, this doesn't apply. But say that say that you sold them on eBay, you probably got a decent f- price for them used. I would simply buy another copy of, of the game for around the same price that you sold it for, because uh, that would make sure that you split almost even. I believe that you would lose some money for shipping and stuff like that, but you would split almost even getting all your games back. If you traded them into to GameStop or something, tough one. I would say just buy the ones that you want the most. And if you want to get back into 3DS gaming, that's kind of what this comes down to. If you want to get back into the whole 3DS thing, if you do, buy the 2DS XL, buy a few games. Uh, if you don't, I would just leave it, honestly, because it'll cost you some money. Next, Cactus Lord Gaming asks, do you think the Burger King ads sound good or annoying? Oh, l- like the, um, how does it go? BK, having your, is it your way or our way? Having your way. Yeah, I mean... They're not annoying, but they do what they want them to do. Get stuck in your head. So they sound good. Like they, they, they don't annoy me. But as I said, what they want to happen is to get it stuck in your head. And that's what they've done. So they're good. I don't really mind them though. <laughs> Next, SwangFrog04 asks, what special Nintendo consoles do you have? Zelda Switch, Pokemon DS, etc. So the only one that I have, well, okay, put it this way. If you count the red Wii as special, which it kind of is, I have that, the red Wii, and I, I have, oh, I have a Ocarina of Time, or yeah, Ocarina of Time, Zelda 2DS, I have that, so that's two, and then I believe the only other one is my Animal Crossing New Horizons Nintendo Switch, so that would make that three. So, three is the answer. Next, Gato and Lavar, but in English, asks, I did not like Breath of the Wild all too much, so do you think I should buy Tears of the Kingdom? I know I'm weird for not liking Breath of the Wild. Hey, no, 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 no worries. You like what you like. 
The only thing is, I would probably say no. If you did not like Breath of the Wild, I would not buy Tears of the Kingdom because when you look at the Tears of the Kingdom gameplay, not the trailers, but the gameplay presentation from the man himself, Eiji Aonuma, when you look at that, it is so much of the same thing. It's so much, like, it's the same layout, same sound effects, same graphics almost. The game looks the exact same. So, essentially... I'm not saying it'll be the exact same, but it's going to be a lot of the same stuff. And if that game, you didn't like the, you know, the, the original four, I don't know if you'll like the sequel. Uh, so I don't often recommend against Tears of, of the Kingdom. Obviously, I haven't played it yet, but it looks really good. And so I'm recommending that people are buying it because it does look really good. So if you're a Zelda fan, pick it up. But if you do not like it, everyone loves, loves likes likes what they like. So if you don't like Breath of the Wild, I would not buy Tears of the Kingdom. It'll be most of the, of the same stuff. Next, Bloxy Gamer asks, what do you think about the end of the Mario movie? So the end, the post-credit scene, I like the Yoshi tease. It kind of teases that there will be a sequel to the movie. So that has me excited. And as for the post-credit scene before that, the Bowser on a piano, I, they could not make the Bowser piano scene much better. Whoever thought to do that, as I said earlier, deserves a gold star. Gold star. So 10 out of 10 post-credit scene. Next, pancake mix with cheese. That's disgusting. <laughs> Asks, what's your favorite Splatoon? So hard answer because I grew up with Splatoon 1, but Splatoon 3 is easily easily the best one and Splatoon 2 is not bad either so realistically it comes down to three to three and one and my answer is probably I have to say one and here's why here's why so this is zero hate to the other games Splatoon 3 obviously the best highest quality most features game Splatoon 1 though I love the Wii U console and I love how Splatoon 1 really incorporates the, the Wii U gamepad in the way that you can use it for motion controls, in the way that you can jump to your teammates on the gamepad, in the way that you, you can play squid jump while waiting to get into a game in the lobby. It really does, does a good job incorporating the Wii U gamepad, not to mention I like the soundtrack of that game more than maybe the, the newer Splatoon games. I just love that game so much, and I love the Wii U personally. Is, that's my favorite console of all time. So for me, Splatoon 1 on the Wii U is my favorite Splatoon of them all. And that's why. Next, Craigslist96 asks, how old are you? I won't answer it, but it's also not hard to find. Next, the Soda Boy asks, what's a game you know probably won't come to Switch, but you think it should? Oh man, okay, so probably won't come to the... I don't play a whole lot of games outside of Nintendo, though I can definitely find an answer for you. So, game? Okay, I have my answer. So, I was thinking about what I go to other consoles to play. I have an Xbox Series S right here. And the reason why I go and play that is because I need to play UFC 4. You guys know if you stick around for the whole answering questions segment, I love UFC. 
You can see UFC right there. If you're watching the video version, you see it right there. Action figure, you see it right there. UFC is everywhere. You see it right, right there. I have like a badge. So I love UFC. UFC 4 is essentially the UFC video game. It's on Xbox and PlayStation. Maybe, no, it's not on PC. I, I don't think it's on PC. And so it's an EA Sports game. And some EA Sports games are on Switch. We see FIFA. We see NBA 2K. We see MLB. Actually, is, is, is MLB EA Sports? I don't know. Uh, two, sorry, 2K is not EA either. Sorry, FIFA is, is EA Sports. Or it used to be. Gosh, are any EA Sports games on Switch? EA Sports doesn't make FIFA anymore. It's like some other company right i believe that's what happened it's like some it's some other company now or oh no sorry they just can't use the the uh, fifa name sorry sorry confusion so in short there are ea sports games on switch ufc is a bit of a violent game though it's violent for sure i don't think it's rated mature i think it's rated teen i could be wrong but i don't think i am i have it digital so i, I, I wouldn't know but i think it's, it's rated teen it is violent but so there's way worse games on Switch than than UFC 4. So I would hope that UFC 4 does come to Switch. Now, when I play on the Xbox, UFC 4 is in 60 FPS, 1080p. It would look so bad on the Switch, but I would do anything to play UFC on the go. Either way, UFC 4 is the game that I would choose. And also, I'm still waiting on UFC 5, EA Sports, or just rather EA. You've emailed me before. You've given me a, a, a free copy of It Takes Two. We, we, we have that relationship now. So please bring EA Sports, or sorry, bring UFC 5, 4, 4 and 5 to the Switch. Thank you very much. Next, Icy Tiger asks, great question. What inspired you to become a YouTuber? So... It's always been my dream job because I would just, you know, grow up watching YouTube. And so it's always been my dream job. And what inspired me, what inspired me to take action, like seriously, was the pandemic. I had nothing to, had nothing to do. I was playing Animal Crossing New Horizons. I genuinely think if it was not for Animal Crossing New Horizons, I would not be doing YouTube. I seriously do think that. I would not be doing YouTube. So with that... I would make tutorials on Animal Crossing. I then, I then went on to make streams and stuff on, on Animal Crossing. And that game really inspired, like that started it all. Along with the pandemic and having nothing to, nothing to, to, to do. I found some success early and it kept on pushing me and pushing me. But overall, it is Animal Crossing New Horizons that inspired me along with the pandemic. Next, Shapito asks, what are your favorite things to do? And what do you want to do when you have the chance? So, favorite things to do when I'm not doing YouTube, because I love doing, like, I wouldn't do Mario Matter. I wouldn't do these things if I didn't love it. So, I love YouTube. I've, I've been doing it all day, essentially, apart from the movie. Um, when I'm not doing YouTube, I go to, there's a few things. I go, I go to a boxing class and a kickboxing class or a Muay Thai class, and I like to get skills there. You, you can really beat up all the haters. Just kidding. Uh, no, but that's fun for me. I do like that, and I like pushing myself. Uh, I don't want to sound like a workout guru. I'm just telling you what I do. I go to the gym, if not the kickboxing and Muay Thai. I, I do that. In terms of like downtime and chill, I like to play a lot of games. I like to play Switch. I normally play downstairs, not in my room. I like to... 
I like to do some 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 small puzzles. Not no puzzles over a hundred pieces. Those are just unenjoyable, unless it's an Animal Crossing puzzle. Then maybe I can make some kind of exception. But puzzles under a hundred pieces. Um, I don't do it often because they're expensive for how much you get. But I do love building Legos. I I, I don't do it often though, as, as I said. But that's fun for me. I just kind of chill out. I watch UFC. <laughs> so much UFC. I don't mean to be like a UFC and workout and boxing and kickboxing guru. It's just, it's just what I do, you know. It's just it's who I am. So I like to watch UFC. There's UFC this weekend. I'm so excited. My favorite fighter is fighting. One of them. One of them. Um, Alex Pereira. And so I'm excited to watch his fight this weekend. Um, that's fun. UFC. Relax. Video games, puzzles, Legos. I like to go to Target for fun. I just walk around Target. I just walk around. Look at some Nintendo. Look at random stuff. Look at books. Oh, I read. I read. That's a new. I read. I read things. That's a good one. All right. So anyways, that's kind of what I do. And what do you want to do when you have the chance? Just like just just anything. I've always wanted to 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 go to London, England, as weird as that sounds. I will do that whenever I go to London. I I probably won't vlog it. I don't know. I don't think I'll vlog something like that. Maybe like a little bit here and there, but not like the whole trip. Uh I really really want to go to London. I will not I was going to say I won't die before going to London. Uh but who knows when death when when death is happening. Um I want to go sometime in the next 10 years. So hopefully I can do that. Next, Cactus Lord Gaming asks, if your channel wasn't about video games, what would it be about? It would probably be self-improvement, which I almost kind of want to incorporate on my second channel. Like not, I would never like go hard and like try to be a self-improvement YouTuber, but uh, I, I am really obsessed with that kind of stuff. And, uh, I would probably make videos like, you know, how to, not not like a morning routine video, but like how to kind of kick it off on the right foot and, you know, some kind of motivation something. Like I'm, I'm all into that. Like motivational speech, I would not do a motivational speech or at least not now. Like, I don't plan on that. But, you know, I listen to a whole bunch and I honestly like that doesn't, that sounds cringe obviously, but that really does kind of help you get going when, um when you're just kind of feeling tired when you're not when you're feeling down you're not feeling up to the challenge you, you turn on some motivational speech speech on youtube kind of get going so self-improvement motivation videos that kind of stuff next oh, oh but i don't i don't do that because i would rather make nintendo videos because i love that as well i love that just a bit more so anyways jeremy plays asks do you believe pineapples belong on pizza i do there's people who have reacted to his message and said no thumbs down guys like is that a big problem like if my homie puts pineapples on pizza i'm not saying bro why did you do like it's fine i don't know it's fine you like what you like if you put a pencil on your pizza i wouldn't say anything it's like everyone likes what they like, you know? I've never had it personally, 
but does it belong? I think this toad figure belongs. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, you, 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 you like what you like. I don't like the pineapple on pizza hate, but, um, yeah, whatever you want, put on your pizza. Maybe don't actually put a pencil on it, but you know, you know how that goes. Next, our final question. CS asks, would you rather have home screen music on the Switch or have themes on the Switch? Hard one. I think probably the music because when you think of nostalgia for old consoles, the first thing that that you think of, or at least for me, is the music. When you go to on YouTube, we menu 10 hours, people are like, man, this was my childhood. Not the white background, or for the 3DS rather. They, no one ever says, man, I really miss that Sonic Boom theme. Like, the themes don't matter as much as the songs do. And yeah, themes come with songs, but if we could just have one song to remember the whole console, I think that would be much more worth it. So, yes, themes... We don't need as much as music to remember the console. So my answer is home menu music. We need that more. But that is all the questions. Thank you all so much for listening and watching to this podcast. I don't know how long it is because it's in two different parts. So um, hopefully it was a good length for you all. If not my longest podcast, I don't, I'm not sure how long it is. I don't know. I think like an hour and 40 or so, somewhere around there. Anyways, Thank you so, so much to our channel members. Let's give you all a personalized shout out as promised for every single episode. I actually forgot last episode, which is pretty much a crime. So let's do it here. It's Kate. Thank you for being a member. Carter Crossing. Hippo1273. Abraham Belts. Alonzo. Jeremy Rivera. Heisenberg TSG. Hyper Dude. Fleetway Sonic YT and Kuya Koi. Thank you all so much for becoming channel members. If you want to become a channel member and get awesome perks like unreleased videos, special shoutouts, emojis that you can use that nobody else can use, badges next to your name on YouTube, feel free. There is a link in the description. You can either click that if you're on Spotify, Apple, or even on YouTube. If you're on YouTube on a computer, I believe it doesn't show up on mobile. If you're on a computer, there is a join button next to my uh, YouTube name. Go ahead and click that. For $1.99 a month, you get, let's read you all the perks that, that you get because people listen to that and they're like, oh, I don't really need any of that. Guys, these perks are, the perks are insane. So for $1.99 a month, you get a badge next to your name. It's, next to your name. It's, called, it's, it's called a loyalty badge. After, after one month, why can't I see the emojis? So if we go to emojis, come on. After one month, you get a Luigi emoji. You start out with a Mario emoji. After two months, Kirby. Six months, a Splatoon squid. After 12 months, a Funky Kong uh, emoji next to your name. And after 24 months, my Animal Crossing character with a crown on it and a shocked face. And so that's not all. You think this is some game. Uh, You also get emojis that, that you can use that are specific to the channel. Shoutouts at the end of videos, unreleased YouTube shorts or normal videos, and recording sessions video access. I did a, I did a new one recently where I set my phone down, I record myself, and I just record my YouTube shorts, and you can see all that goes into it. So 
channel member, if you're a fan of the channel, is more than worth it. Anyways, that is it. I love you all so much. I'll see you all in the next Mario Matter episode. Have a good one. And I said in the intro of last episode, if you listen to the whole thing, comment down below, hi or hello, or say that you listened. If you somehow, some way, navigated yourself to the end seconds of the Mario Matter episode number 32, please comment, like, comment Toad. And I will reply to your comment, and I will... <laughs> cough. I will cough. I will reply to your comment, and uh, just thank you. Personally, thank you so much for listening to the whole thing. I love you so much. I'll see you all in the next video, next short, next podcast. Adiós.